Hey, you are listening to Another Way of Living, a podcast where you will hear solo life coaching sessions from myself, as well as conversations with some extraordinary individuals, which will bring that curious little child back to life. From life's biggest lessons to tales of adventures near and far, we will cover all things light and dark whilst finding our way back to ourselves. Join me on this journey of finding how to live in alignment of your full human capacity. I am Kelly Jones, a life coach and your host of Another Way of Living. Thank you as well. Morning time. What time do you normally get? What time do you normally get up? So I don't feel so bad. Um, I normally get up at six. I literally just come back from the gym. So you. I did think. I think he's a six a.m. guy. I've got a feeling. Yeah. And I've got. I've got. I've got to be up early. I can't. If I'm not up early, I feel like I don't have control of the day. Ah, oh, I hear. You. So I appreciate that. So, right, let's begin. First of all, mega, mega congratulations for 2022. Huge ending to it all. Um, could you just give us a bit of an overview? Uh, so for 2022, so for those that don't know, I'm a natural bodybuilder and I competed in my second bodybuilding season last year. Um, one was a, one was in the junior category, which was like it's under 23s. And the other one was a men's open, which I weighed in at the heavyweight class. And basically, um, when it comes to qualifying the, reg- the two regional shows, like I've done one organization that was completely natural. So that was like tested for like performance enhancing drugs. And then I've done another federation that wasn't tested. So you had a lot of guys coming in there who may have been on performance enhancing drugs. And on both of them regional shows, I won both my classes as well as the overall shows as well. So what that mm-hmm. means is like the, um, the winners from each class would compete at the end and then they'd pick an overall winner for the regional show. So I won both of those. And then from that on, which led me going into the British finals, which was like obviously competing with the best in the country, both for, again, for the Natural Bodybuilding Federation and the Performance Enhancing um, Drug Federation. And yeah, I placed third in both of them. Didn't get the win, but... I love that. When I was stalking, I am, just so you know, I'm a mega celebrator of you from afar. When I saw how you did it, is it BMBF? And when I saw how you did, and then obviously you said about feeling gutted and things coming in at that third place. Yeah, And I like what I love most, and we'll talk more about this, of, you know, your comparison, where you come from, where you're going, where you are, et cetera. Third place at BMBF, like the progression, even when you put up a post the other day, and I think it was showing, say, three years out or something like this and the differences. And it's mind blowing. You're how old right now? You are? 23. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, like, yeah, it's insane. And so... Yeah, just hearing you rain all of that out is just, yeah, ridiculous. And so amazing. Well done. Congratulations again, 100 times over. Thank you very much. (laughs) So then going, let's, I know everyone, we delve always backwards a bit. What were you like as a kid that then ended up to being here now almost? Okay, so I pretty much had a stand, like a standard childhood um, started off with my mom and dad living together and then they separated when I was around I want to say two or three years old so and then I was left with my mom and then I moved up with her over here in Birmingham where we originally lived in London mm-hmm. 
that that experience of just like you know just um my parents splitting up and me growing up with my mother because because I was so young at the time like and I didn't like have the you know the awareness of what was going on it was sort of normal to me so it was like I always knew growing up like oh like this is mom and then I just go and see my dad like on the when when I'm off school or whatever so it wasn't anything weird to me it's not like one of those stories where like kids split up with their their parents and then they're like you know they're probably going through some issues and that, but I think mm. the issue, the, the the key point with me, because I'm so young at like two years old, like I just always knew that mum was mum and that was mm. that, that was just completely normal to me. So overall, even though there was split up, I still have a very good relationship with both of them. Mm. And then growing up, they 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 was really supportive of you know what I, whatever I was doing and just just good parents. Um, aside from that, I was um, just a normal kid growing up. Very, very boisterous, a lot of energy. Um, I'd say I was a kid that was um like 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 most kids out there who 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 grow up like sort of lost in the crowd, you know, it's it's a very it's a very curious age where you're trying to find out who you are as a person, whether you're following the right crowd or not, and you know, just trying to trying to find yourself. And I think because of that, I would I think looking back now. I was very, I had a lot of low confidence and self-esteem in what I wanted to do growing up as a kid. And that was probably displayed through, um, especially through the years where I was in secondary school and I was getting into a lot of trouble, smingling around with the wrong crowd, doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. And then that all changed around when I was about 15 years old, when I went into the gym for the first time. And then, you know, I felt that sense of satisfaction of one, working out training and two realizing this is what I enjoy this is what I want to pursue and you know being around like-minded people and in the gym full of people who are going in the direction I'm already going in it sort of naturally gravitated me towards who I am as a as a person to my core to be honest gosh that's gorgeous I think when I see when I go to the gym and I see these like 15, 16 year old kids. And right now, I don't know about you, or maybe it's because you were in the gym when you were 15 or 16, but there are so many more teenagers in a gym now. I think things have changed around, you know, drinking and there's the different sorts of cultures. And I definitely think it's getting a fitter culture as such in, per se in that sense. Well, you said a gorgeous line of how, you know, just being around other like-minded people and, getting that that like key age 15 16 because for myself what I would have done to have had I love sports sports been so much of my life but I also put in there was some like messed up years where I turned to other things you know other addiction like alcohol and stuff and all of that and I delved hardcore into that and what I would have done to have almost had someone around or had that sort of you know people who could be like oh head into the gym um you just wonder how you know we end up where we are for a reason firm believer of that um so did you have almost obviously you're going to have idols and things were there anyone who was like a local idol were your family into sport were you had local people who were you know ahead of where you were or was it literally sat back watching on tv being like oh i want me some of that to, to be honest, answering that question, no, not really. However, it, I only started look, like, looking up to people and, you know, um, wanting to be like someone else when I actually joined the gym. 
because when I joined the gym, um, like, like bodybuilding and competing wasn't as popular as it is now. So like when I've seen local guys from my area, like, um, for example, I'll just give you an example. There was this one guy in my gym. And then like when the competition season came around, I saw him compete and he went on to go on to, I think he placed like top five or something in, on like a national, on a national level, like the, the British championship. And I was like, what? But I just seen that guy in my gym. So he made it real to me that, you know, that with hard work and dedication that you can do it. But apart from that, um, yeah, the more I got into training and bodybuilding as a whole, the more I found people within my local, local area, being the West Midlands, who are, um, um, who, who are involved in that. But I'd say outside of that, not really. I'm more of a person, I'm more of a person um, growing up who just want, who watched a lot of, you know, TV, a lot of YouTube and a lot of, you know, like yourself, I, I was very involved in sports as a kid. So like I would, I would watch successful athletes and study their mindset, how did, how they approach things, why they would do things in a professional, in a professional manner, as opposed to, you know, just taking it as a hobby or something. So I was really like sort of a deep thinker in that way of looking at people who were, very, very successful, but not in the bodybuilding world, but like in a, in a sports world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what I can always take from your page is almost the studious side of it. It's like understanding, we'll talk more, you use a lot of your terminology, mind, muscle connection, all this. And I think it's the understanding, why is that how it is? And I surely almost to get to your position, yeah, that you have to, it has to be such a deeper level when you say things like mind muscle connection and stuff what does that actually mean so for the average doe what does so things like mind muscle connection is basically like when you're training in in the like when you're training in the, in the gym like a lot of um people especially who are like newbies to to the gym and just you know have picked it up like i'm not saying they'll go through the motions but it's kind of similar to that like you're just going up and you know you just you just you're kind of doing the the physical things, but I feel like to get to a really good level um, when it comes to you know training and this this may be for any sport you have to you kind of sort of you have to mentally be in a flow state where like your physical and and, and mental is like in unison and combined in one. But like my muscle connection when it comes to training specifically and bodybuilding is like your awareness is fully in the movement that you're doing as opposed to just going into the gym doing bicep curls and me thinking well I'm going to watch on Netflix later on to that and then me doing a set where I'm like completely 100% you know zoned in. As a whole is that what bodybuilders have is that that what almost differentiates so going to a gym like I know a lot of people and good on them you know they're in great shape they're doing things but I would very much say the mind is on everything else apart from they go in, they're like, right, I've got my set, everything that I'm going to do, 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 people can't see what I'm doing, but you get what I'm saying. And I think that is the masses as a whole. Absolutely fine. They literally just want to go there, create a certain body type or whatnot. But I feel, well, this is from like complete amateur side, like thinking, surely that is the difference between getting the absolute physique when it comes to the bodybuilding like it's a whole other discipline right yeah 100 percent. that you literally hit the nail on the head like don't get me wrong like if i wasn't into bodybuilding and you know i just wanted to go to the gym to get a, to get in you know decent shape 
if I was to, you know, just go into the gym, like a lot of newbies who do go in the gym and did their approach, mm-hmm. I would most likely get in very good shape in, you know, like a year or a couple months time, which mm-hmm. is completely fine because there's people out there that don't want to look like me. <laughs> That's completely fine. So, I mean, I question that if anyone saw your Instagram and I would question how many people wouldn't, but I get what you're totally, I get yeah, it, I get well, it. It's a there, discipline there, itself. There's, there's some people out there who just literally want to be, you know, in, if they're in a decent shape for them, that's good enough for them. And yeah. they can get away, you know, with, you know, probably texting in between sets, you know, <laughs> being a little, not being 100% focused, but with mm. bodybuilding and especially, you know, competitive bodybuilding when it comes to, especially with how, um, with how modernized it's got now and with how, how popular it's got now. I mean, you've got even like, I've, I can't even remember all the female categories I've got off the top of my head now, but it's like, it's gone so big to like, even like, yeah, what's needed for you mentally when you're in the gym, like you have to be a hundred percent switched on because I always, I always have a saying is that in bodybuilding, your, your physique, as in the way your, the, the, your body's judged on a competitive level is a manifestation of your will. So whatever you've done, that shown so it's like it's like the best body on there that person has gone to a place that you haven't and has got the extra mile and you can visibly visibly see it on stage so it's kind of one of those oh I like that I like that so from me not understanding anything apart from some random stalking of people who do bodybuilding um bodybuilding can if I looked in a really closed off way could get a bad rep right as in if i literally my ears perked up to hearing bodybuilding you'd hear bodybuilding steroids and this that would be a very limited view just like there's loads of other limited views on if you you know how we want to see things you said at the start then about how what's the descriptions um what did you say there's two different types of competition so it's like tested not tested yeah Uh, so basically in bodybuilding you could either more of a like a like a stereotype, as soon as someone hears a bodybuilder, they just hear, oh, like, he must be on steroids or whatever. And, like, the federation, the federations have done it nowadays, whereas, like, if you want to compete in bodybuilding and you're, you know, you're taking performance-enhancing drugs, that's that's no problem. You can compete, you can compete in a federation where they won't test for that, whereas if you don't take, um, you know, steroids or performance-enhancing drugs, you can compete in a federation where they will do um, you know, high level testing, whether that's urine sample, a polygraph, and some in some rare cases, even a blood sample test, where wow. in that federation, there's gonna be no one on steroids and you know, which is what I did. But I wanted to I always had the goal growing up, I wanted to compete in 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 both. So like I wanted to, you know, win the the natural side of things and the on on natural side of things as well. Do you have people who literally will only go in one or the other? Is that a thing? Or will everyone as a whole kind of show their face in both? Or how does it work? Before it literally used to, basically because the thing is with what, you know, once you take performance enhancing drugs, it, it totally changes your physique and you can never be quote unquote natural again. So like once you, you know, okay. decide to take steroids, you can never compete in a um, in a natural federation ever again. The only, mm. the only type of people who can compete both is obviously the natural because you're not getting tested in the untested one, but however you are getting tested in the, the natural federation. Mm. But yeah, the thing is with steroids is they, they 
sadly is the truth, but they give you such a huge advantage in this in the mm. sense of you know you're able to grow muscles a lot bigger. Like you're you're a you like, and I'm not trying to say this to promote this. So anyone watching this, like I'm a natural athlete myself, but there are consequences that come with it. But you're able to build muscles stronger. You're able to recover in half the time a natural person can. You could get to low levels of body fat, but all of these are the good points about about this, but the disadvantage is it also comes with a lot of side effects, of whether that being physical or mental as well. And that's the reason why it's so unfair for a bodybuilder who uses performance-enhancing drugs against someone who's a natural because the natural literally has to just, you know, depend on their natural abilities, um, diet, supplementation, and just, you know, sleep and just standard recovery Whereas you've got someone next standing next to you who's literally, you know, <laughs> has the help of God knows what in their body. And that's basically the difference between the two. Mm. I'm glad you said that because I was just like, surely you must just get so pissed off because it's like you are having to work so much harder to get close to what can just be I've had the only taster I've had of it is I used to a few years ago lived in Sutton Coalfield and lived with a guy amazing guy really lovely guy and he was of the era he used to train back in the day with Dorian Yates he was of that era where you know obviously Dorian's super open with everything that has been in the past and etc and he it made it really common practice was you know they would use his house as a place to my friend's house to go around and use the steroids because it was just such common practice because exactly those reasons you could get it quicker it was the recovery he focused on the recovery because he could just yeah. get so much more done however yeah. you then hear the other side so I got he said all of like the marriages they'd broken up the anger that came with it you know the sh uh, short patience the sleep not being like being able to have sex and all of these different things which was the other side so that's yeah. I always ask people who are like in this like for yourself what is the price that you have to pay to prioritize what you're doing and yeah. So for you, so what would it be for you then almost? Because there is a price, I think, to everything, be it on our relationships, be it on uh, sleep, be it on uh, so many aspects. What would the price be for you with the focus being on to get where you are? I don't know, because I've always, to be fair, I've always had this mindset, even when I did start the gym, as in like, like yeah, it's sort of a like a like a working project for obviously myself and to, you know, to be competitive in a sport I really enjoy. But at the same time, I'm not emotionally attached to it. So there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, probably do suffer from body dysmorphia where, where they're like, oh, you know, I haven't been to the gym for a couple of months. I look a bit smaller. Like, I don't get that with me because I realised, you know, from a very early young age that I don't want my life to just be, just going to the gym and, you know, bodybuilding, even though, like, subconsciously I love it and like I'll automatically do it but I'm not on the extreme level on it I'm not on the extreme mm -hmm. level of it and that's why I think I've pretty much been very successful in it as well because I haven't taken I've always looked at multiple perspective as opposed to oh I'm just identifying that I'm just identifying as a bodybuilder and this is just going to be my whole life like mm -hmm. that's, that's not that that's not that approach I have to it but yeah going back to answer your question um 
I don't know, man. I feel like there's 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 no better price on this world than you know your peace of mind, and I feel like within the bodybuilding community, like I see it so many times, you know, gut like especially nowadays with how modernized it is, and you know, with social media and how you know everyone wants to build um, muscle quick and be competitive, and you know, build a huge following and like. They're just sacrificing not only their physical health but also mental health, just because you know it, it's it's sort of a trend now, which is mm. pretty much sad to say. But it's like I'm seeing so many young guys, you know, become depressed, you know, develop a lot of men mental health issues to you know for the price of what you know, just performance enhancing drugs. Like for me, it's not it's it's not worth it. But saying that at the same time, um a lot of them stories are always from people who abuse, like, you know, abuse the, the drugs and the performance enhancing drugs. But I'm, again, I'm not saying this to promote this because I'm, I'm a natural bodybuilder myself, but there is, there is, you know, uh, bodybuilders out there who use it in a strategic way and in a, in a way that's, you know, that's safe and it's not as dangerous as people who, abuse things like which is the same thing you could probably say for alcohol if you go out you can have probably like two three drinks you're pretty much going to be all right still not the best for you but you're going to be all right compared to someone who goes out and it's just completely blackout drunk now obviously there's a huge difference with performance enhancing drugs but you can imagine the similar scenarios there if that makes sense yeah completely i think what kind of percentage would you think that people are on you know using performance drugs um boy it's it's really it's really hard to say because like it's like you can walk into a gym and like someone someone could have an okay physique and you you think nothing of them and they may be on performance enhancing drugs and then you may have someone like me who i get this a lot that like i walk into a gym and i cannot tell you over the last period of eight years how many guys have come up to me and say oh bro like what what are you taking i'm just like yeah. so it's very it's very hard to it's very hard to gauge but obviously as social media has gone up i think instagram first came out in 2010 and like there was a study done that went to you know multiple gyms across um across multiple locations and like i think the number was like something like 70% of men in most gyms are taking <laughs> performance enhancing drugs which is which is very wild and, you know, pretty sad to to hear as well, as I know a majority of them are not probably aiming to be at a competitive, you know, bodybuilding level anyway. If you're just trying to have a standard physique, you don't need to go to those lengths. You can literally mm -hmm. just do it, you know, the slow and healthier way mm -hmm. if you're just patient, to be, to be honest. Mm. And you say about, all my, uh, so obviously the kind of the dark side of, the mindset, the depression and things like that. So we know almost the side effects of, say, I'm calling them steroids because yeah. uh, yeah, it's easier for. Yeah, what, yeah. And what then, how about people who don't take them, natural bodybuilders? I believe we all have light, dark, you know, we're going to have our dark times and it's a balance of finding a man. Uh, so, for instance, the people I work with, sometimes they come to me and they're like, I need to get rid of this side. And I'm like, well, come back to me when you're not ready to get rid of it. And we'll go from there. It's like a management, right? You bring into your life 
healthy activities, whatever they be, whatever it is for every individual. But there's certain things which I do think work for everyone. Um, and to manage it, to manage the grayness, to manage the darkness, whatever you want to call it. What do you say do for yourself? It sounds yeah. like you're very conscious, very aware, even from a young age. What do you do for yourself? And yeah, we'll start with that one. Well, what I what I do that I like, I think that helps me to you know, um, to you know re- remain mentally fit and mentally aware is um, I do a lot of meditating. So I've meditated for like the past five years. I sort of have a routine as well. So like I wake up early, like I did today. I'll go. For, I'll go. I'll go for um. I'll go for a walk first thing in the morning. I'll just get those ten thousand steps a day. I mean, no, not for the day, but for the morning. Like, I'll, like I, there's the same route I walk every day. But you know, it's little things like that that it doesn't matter what goes on in my day or what happens. Like, you know, just meditating and you know, just going out for a walk. Like, and without my phone or anything, no, no, you know, little dopamine spikes or anything in the morning. Those little things where I just have you know that hour to myself in the morning. Is like it just mentally keeps me sharp, mm. um, but obviously there is a side to it where it's like if I feel like if I feel like I miss a day and I don't do it, I feel like not not that I'm off the rail, but I could definitely tell the difference. But I feel like I feel like having the important routine or you know having cues to like to put you in a certain state can can possibly help a lot of people. But that's that's mm. what that's what helps me to be honest. Mm. and I think as you said as well it's having that how do you almost balance that you have a day off and as you say you're not it's not the end of the world but yeah. if it lasts much longer than that then you're heading there and I would almost question this I I like the pros and cons of having that feeling right so the con of having that feeling is like oh man just give yourself a day off like yeah. it's okay internal peace like it's okay but then my other side would say well, that's the thing that makes sure that it doesn't turn into whatever is this of like different road, this crossroads of like, oh, I'm just not going to show up for now on, you know? So yeah. I, and I, because I think a lot of people do see as a negative, you know, this hardcore stoic way or whatever, like being so tough on yourself. Yeah. And yeah, I get if I could possibly bring a bit more internal peace to you have a day or two off like don't get me wrong this freaking illness like I hate not like you know and so then you are tested but I would say as a whole surely for myself I can't speak for you I can't speak for anyone else but that's the thing that is saying hey I'm keeping an eye on you like don't let it go too far yeah I mean yeah you're 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 totally right I mean it's kind it's kind of the same with me like the only dark side I've kind of experienced in the recent years or like even with bodybuilding is you know just chill like it's so, it's hard for me to take a break even like on a weekend or a daily basis I'm always thinking ah oh, I can do this I've got free time which means I can do this which <laughs> yeah I'd say that's the one thing I'd, I'd have to admit that I'm probably working on at the minute but it's like yeah you're right it's like that that little thing keeps you in line, but it's like there need there needs to be a balance with it. But 
uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's always going to be shifting. I think sometimes you might get it spot on. Sometimes you're going to move over this side a bit and you're going to be too hard. You need to soften up a bit. It's, It's like I used to only go for well I've got myself back into this habit a bit like anytime if I went on a trip or holiday I had to be hiking I had to be doing something and then one of my exes was like just have a holiday and I was like shit this isn't so bad you know just lying on a beach like this isn't so bad I got a taster of it but I've got back into now like if I'm going away I'm doing something with it and I think we it were forever evolving beings. And that is the most amazing privilege. If we are constantly trying to work towards sussing out and getting it better, then we're doing something right. And I would I ever press a button to get rid of the thing that is in my ear to stop me trying to show up? No, I wouldn't, because I'd hate to think, what if that thing wasn't in my ear telling me to show up? What would my life look like then? And so I get we can dilute it a bit and we should work towards putting practices in place to bring more peace because we don't just want that, you know, dark side in our ear all the time being like, oh, motherfucker, like do the work, yeah, yeah. like, you know, we we don't want that. We need to. But as you say, it's it's all balanced. Absolutely. How would you, has your mindset changed at all over, it sounds like you're like a full on conscious being at 15, would you say how much or has it changed much over the last seven, eight years being in the industry that you are? I'd say yes, but in like, in 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 different ways, so obviously when I did join the gym, started training at 15 years old, that sort of gave me, you know, the mindset of, you know, developing a work ethic, like not always, but hard work does pay off and you know whatever you whatever you put in that you get out of that that's sort of what I learned into the gym but you know when I started when I started developing my mindset more outside of the gym you know when it comes to you know um being psychological like you know reading a lot of books watching a lot of podcasts and documentary that's where I really you know it's it's sort of started to you know um made me look at the way I was doing things and you know probably thinking about things in a completely different perspective. And I think that's what's helped me over the years change along with um, just general general life experience as well as I've, I've been getting older and stuff. So I'd say that that's probably what's helped me change. But yeah, mm-hmm. that the gym has helped me change, but only for the, for the physical side of things. A little bit of mental, but more so like the mental side of things I've really had to you know work work on it by by myself Mm. and I wonder so to give a bit we'll talk a bit about this of like so I'm going to get all terminology wrong so if you can interpret what I mean that would be amazing in the so when you're like on off season or cutting or things like this if you could give almost a bit of an overview of what it looks like when you're like leading up to comp and then post comp and is there something so I to the only way I can almost interpret is so where I love like hiking if I've got a focus I'm heading for a mountain and I do all this work all this training and then I finish it it's like oh yay there's the high uh like not going to do this for a while because like all this training and then you do I've never I always 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 hit a low after it I always hit a low after it and I think that's a common thing because you're working towards something obviously one of the positives for it was I not only won my class but obviously won the I won the overall show so like I'm on like and I've never won that before you know at 23 as well like beating grown grown men grown men it's like I'm on a huge like 
like high, mm-hmm. but it was, it was sort of all right because for that year, last year I had three other shows after that, so I couldn't take my eye off the ball. So I was, I, I, the next day I was straight back in the gym working towards the next competition. But um, as you mentioned, when it did come to the end of the season and it was my last show, um, I'd say, yeah, that that was probably, that was that was very tough as in like, you know, um, because I knew I knew that that year last year, like I knew like two or three years prior ahead, I knew like all of them events were gonna happen because I trained for it and that's what I was aiming for. And then when it all happened, it was sort of like, okay, like what what now? It's like you you've you've had this this momentum build up for so long, like you've gone so high, like you're getting all this attention and you know along with that just personal gratification for myself, like I need to do something to not feel that again, but it's like, and aside from that, I'm like, I've gone down to like 7%, 6% body fat, completely shredded. And now every week, like the scales are going up and I'm thinking, damn, the body fat's coming back on. You know, it's it's a, it's a men, mentally you got, you have to be, you have to be ready for that. And it's like, yeah, I experienced a similar thing at the end of once the season was over thinking you know like damn like I, I, I don't want to use the term depression but it was kind of like I was like I even noticed it in the gym like I was training but it was nowhere near to where I was training before a competition it was kind of like I was strolling in the gym sometimes I'd walk out like 20 minutes because it's like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get stabilised and balanced again to you know to where i where I'm at the most optimal state, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, completely makes loads of sense. And when it all was at its most heightened self, were yeah. you in yourself? Were you feeling, did you feel the high? Because it's such a natural thing that, you know, when we're working towards, working towards, working towards, I heard this yeah. thing the other day and they were like, almost people looking forward, it was either to like a competition, a holiday or something like that. When they were tested, they were all like wired up and tested. And it's like beforehand, yeah. They're excitable levels during and after. And it all came like beforehand because it was like all this excitement towards it. And so many people don't feel it when you're when you're within it. And I do believe you almost have to get to like this meditative state to be able to be that present that when the high is happening, you are there and you're like, this is it. Did you yeah. feel that when you were within it? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, but I'm the sort of person like I don't like I re- I, and I mean this honestly. I don't like to be too high and I don't like to be too low. Like I just like to be just mm. I'm, I'm that sort of person. So like even when you know I did win and like all of these things were happening, like it was great, but I was like I was trying to bring myself down because it's like wow. it's, I don't like I don't like operating you know in mm. that in that mind frame because I feel like it's not the most optimal me even though it was a very great achievement or whatever but like um yeah even after the competition my girlfriend you know Georgia came back and I was straight and I just went for a walk because I was like I need to I need to I need to you know be where I'm at like it's great and all but it's like I don't want to kind of don't want to be sucked into it like it's all right for 10 minutes but then after that it's like okay like don't wow you are literally the most like 
grounded, wholesome human. I love that. That's it's gorgeous and it's rational. It's some would say it's very controlled, but I, you know, the positives to being the controlled mindset, you know, very modest, very gorgeous of that. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Um, I'd say probably my mindset, the most proudest thing I'm proud of, more so because I know that no matter what life throws at me, like I know within myself that I'm I'm, I'm good. And I'm not saying that in a boastful way, but I know that I feel like I've developed my mindset in, in, in such a way that like, feel as though I can handle pretty much anything and like, and yeah, I'm most proud of just my mindset and just my overall discipline that's what I'm most proud of most people would probably think it's like you know bodybuilding all like the way I look and that but that all fades away and that's all like it's not it's not something that's yours if that makes sense so mm. yeah yeah I like that it's as you say it does fade it's there for it's there for a time frame isn't it everything yeah. else our aesthetics all of this business that's yeah. there for but the relationship we have with it internally yeah. will always that's yours that's all yours and nothing can change that and no I love that goal setting everyone loves a bit of goal setting or some people don't how do you manage micro kind of micro macro goals so yeah I kind of have just that standard approach where I was obviously I'll have a macro goal like a big goal eventually that I want to get to and then I'm the sort of person that just like I'll break things down into little steps or like what I need to do each day to, to you know, to 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 get to that goal, because I kind of learned that approach for you know bodybuilding, like in the off season, like time where I took that from such a young age, and that's what really you know training and being in the gym taught me that if I if I set a goal, then I can achieve it. So I kind of just took that out from there and just pretty much applied it to to everywhere else in my life. So I kind of do the same approach. Like I'll have a big goal. And then figure out the steps on what it takes to actually get to the goal. But I'm more of a person that focuses on the process as opposed to mm-hmm. as as opposed to the goal. Because I know if I focus on the process and I do that right, like I'm gonna get there anyway, regardless, depending on obviously what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a lot of sense for what you've been saying because of the importance of your day to day and what your daily life looks like. They are the peaks, you know, they're the perks as such, those moments when you get those times on stage and this and that. Yeah. But you're obviously very intentional with the way you live your life. And that's one element. And then you're going to go and have an amazing walk of Georgia or you're going to go and do this and you're going to meditate and you're going to enjoy all these other elements of your life, too. So that clearly you bring that into that set what's now look like and where are you heading what are you working towards and yeah now what does now look like (laughs) yeah in in terms of like bodybuilding that's definitely something that it's obviously a huge passion of mine and that's that's obviously in the long term um right now I'm in uh I'm in like an off-season phase for it when it comes to competing, probably won't be, if I'm honest, for another probably two or maybe even possibly three years because I'm still young. I have a lot of time on my hands. Like, I have a pretty much a good head start to accomplish. Like, most bodybuilders aren't, you know, successful or at their peaks till they're, you know, around, like, in their mid-30s. So I'm, I have a lot of years ahead. Another advantage with that is, like, I have enough time to, you know, delve into other things I may be passionate about and may enjoy so 
yeah, I kind of have my options open. <laughs> yeah, that's it sounds super explorative. I guess I don't think I appreciate at all. Like, yeah, how premature within it all you are. Like you're yeah. 23 yeah. and you're saying like you got till your mid 30s to be doing the big stuff or like, but you're doing the yeah, that's I don't think I appreciate that at all. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you got time. And I guess that's what's so exciting at this stage. Like you got your base level and it's like exploring time. And I see you doing, you know, your different things that you are doing online. And I guess that it's like open doors that you can then be like testing this out and doing a bit of this. And I saw, is it optimal nutrition that you are, God, the, the advert I saw of that. I'm going to share actually, that's what I'm going to do because yeah, like no one can watch that and not feel like Whoosh, I need to do something now with it. Like gorgeous advert, amazing. And so tell me a bit about that a sec. So yeah, so Optimum Nutrition are a supplement protein brand, number one in the world. And I got sponsored by them, I think the beginning, like first quarter of last year, I think about April. And yeah, I've been with those guys and yeah, they took me on board at the, on, on their team, sponsored them. Obviously I represented them throughout the, the whole contest prep phase and they've just been really good you know there are brands whose ethos and integrity that are in line with mine so i think that's why we work really well um yeah they currently have a campaign that just came out for this month which is called more in you which is mm. you know breaking the standard stereotype fitness mold out there that you know anyone could do no matter no matter your background whether whether you're a mom with a lot of kids and just need, you know, half an hour workout in the gym or something like that, or, you know, you're a student coming up and you want to, you know, build your confidence or whatever. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, the aim of the campaign. And yeah, like mm -hmm. pretty much their sort of thinking is in line with mine. And it's been, it's, it's been a great sponsorship with them so far. And yeah, I hope we continue to develop it. And we've got a lot of things coming up within, yeah, within within this year. Mm, that's super exciting. And just you saying about being in alignment with them, I think sadly so many people, and I get it, like finance is finance and, you know, but almost sell out. Yeah. And if you really step back, you're like, mm, how is this aligned with your value score? And I do think maybe people reach a conscious level. You clearly reached it super young. And I think some people... It takes a while, but I do think it catches up with you living in alignment to what your values are, what your ethics are and all of this. And it's beautiful that you obviously have that and that's something you stand by. And so that works in cooperation with it. 100%. What would you say to kind of almost end up? What is, do you live by any mantras or advice that you either live to or give to others? I've only I've only ever had one, and that's you know know yourself to know others. I feel like the more you know yourself as a person, the the easier you are able to navigate within you know this thing we call the world. So I feel like yeah, the the, the deeper you know yourself as a person, like the more you know everyone, the more you know everyone else, and the more you can you know the better you can navigate around this world. And that's pretty much the only one that I've had. But it's something I always, I I always hear it in my head from time to time. So that's that's probably the one thing I would say. And advice, and any advice to others is just just literally just take. It. Another one I have is just take it one day at a time. Just try and win 
one day at a time and you know before you know it one day you'll look back and there'll be a lot of compound interest adding up and you'll be totally a whole either a whole new different person or someone who's just achieved something absolutely monumental but going one day at a time with the one one day at a time mindset but it's one of those isn't it where the simple are the most powerful i think so often we our brains try and look for complicated because yeah. we just think simple i think that's why there's so many diets and pts and all of these different things because i think the human is like oh i can't admit that simple doesn't work for me because yeah. we know simple does work um so they look for a complicated thing and i yeah i love that i'm going to steal that also but i will um, quote that i've stolen it from here so no, you're good that's that's, that's literally <laughs> i don't i don't know why but like I've, I've always sort of been i don't want to say like a minimalist but like mm. i try and try and be like i try and look at things like the most simplest and transparent ways as possible and just you know try and navigate my life through that i, I don't really do that mm. fancy and i kind of but maybe, my brain maybe, works well with that my brain gets yeah, that yeah, yeah. i'm pretty much just try and be as straightforward as possible mm. i think i can't think who it was i remember someone quoting it's like if you can't explain it in the simplest way then you don't know it well enough and yeah. and i think that's so true when people just yeah feather it or whatever it up um but anyway thank you so 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 much you're a superstar i appreciate this so much where can people you've obviously got your instagram youtube tell people where they can find you yeah, so on Instagram, um, at Will Chickomp, and with YouTube, the same, um, at Will Chickomp. Yeah, another thing I'm focusing on this year is being super, super consistent on YouTube. So look out for different type of content out there. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I'll share it. You're awesome. Thanks.